eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This is Liam Hendricks, and you're watching Crosstown Crosstalk on the Barroom Network. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Every summer in Chicago, the sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown Crosstalk. Hello and welcome to another very exciting episode of Crosstown Crosstalk presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny Parisi and I am super excited to bring you into our show today. Today we got a little extra juice juice because we have a very special guest but before i bring on a very special guest i'd like to introduce you to a man who i love very much a man who's been helping me co-host this show produce this show direct this show very one of my very best friends in life joe mandel joseph how we doing what's up vin not bad how you doing man good man big show today i'm excited very very big joe we've interviewed a couple really cool people in our day you know, a lot of the times it leans a little towards the Chicago White Sox. We were both born and raised Chicago White Sox fans. But here on Crosstown Crosstalk, we give love to both sides of town. That's right. We are very pleased to welcome on for the first time ever a player that is an active player for the Chicago Cubs. We're going to be bringing on Chicago Cubs pitcher Jordan Wicks. Jordan! Woo! Thank you, guys. Jordan, Thank you. Thanks, thanks for, for being with us, man. Yeah, of course. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Very nice to have you, Jordan. I was rolling through Twitter the other day and I was like, wow, Jordan Wicks becoming a big Blackhawks fan, getting all getting all down for the hype. We will get to that in just a minute. First, I want to talk about you a little bit, your MLB career, what's become of it, uh, playing baseball. We obviously are a baseball themed show here. And I want to know what it's like to be drafted by a major league program. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, it was a crazy Crazy experience. Um, one of the coolest things for me was actually going out there to the draft. I was at one of the first drafts that they were um, that they showed in person, um, and so I was I was really excited to be there. It was one of the first ones they really tried to make into a big production, which was a lot of fun. Um, and to be picked like a team, uh, picked by a team like Chicago, you know, with so much history, um, one of the big names was was really exciting. And you know, I just couldn't wait to wait to get to Wrigley, which you know we we accomplished this year. So. Absolutely. Dude, I, I love to hear that. And and obviously you spent a lot of time in college baseball. Uh, and we just got to ask because you see a lot of guys that come quickly into the major leagues. Just talk a little bit about the importance of college baseball and your development. Yeah, I think it's huge because, you know, it's the first level you're at where you can really see like a lot of guys struggle um, because a lot of times you're facing guys that are equally as talented as you are. Because a lot of times guys that come from high school, you know, you're you're dominating the high school ranks like you're just a lot more talented than a lot of people around you. Um, and so to be able to go to college um, and experience that failure, because baseball is a sport with so much failure in it. And so you've got to be able to handle it. You got to be able to understand and learn from it. 
Um, and so without that experience of, you know, being in college and understanding what it's like to, you know, okay, didn't have a great outing today. You know, what can I take away from it? What can I do better next time? Um, and just learning how to not let it affect your confidence, you know, not to ride the highs and the lows of every outing um, was something that I learned a lot in college. And so, you know, I feel like it really prepared me for uh, professional baseball. And to follow up on that really quick, before I get into the next question, have you noticed an increase in popularity college baseball? I mean, it seems like over the last handful of years with social media and some of the bigger name media outlets kind of investing their time and effort into covering the sport and kind of showing how appealing it can be. Have you kind of noticed that or is that something kind of like from a fan point of view that's just a little different? Yeah, I definitely think the popularity has grown quite a bit. I think one of the biggest factors in that is probably um, – you know, the increasing trend of guys getting to the majors quicker. And so a lot of times, you know, fans will pay attention a lot more um, to guys coming out of college because, you know, they could be impacting their team like next year. Um, you know, we saw this year with uh, Nolan Shanuel from with the Angels. You know, he came up, I think it was like 43 games um, in the minors before, before uh, you know, making it to L.A., which was which was unbelievable. Um, and so I think, you know, that trend has made people, you know, want to tune in and want to watch these guys because they know they could potentially see them, um, on their big league rosters. Absolutely. That's very, very cool. And speaking of making big league rosters, you did something this year that I don't think a lot of players really do too often. I, I know it happens from time to time, but you played in double A, triple A and major league baseball in 2023. That's gotta be, you know, just a crazy progression. You go from, you know, the Middletown team of a double A team, then it seems to get a little bigger in triple A. The stadiums are a little bit bigger, at least from what I've seen. And then you get to major league baseball, you're at Wrigley field. I mean, one of the friendly confines, one of the most historic ballparks in all of, you know, baseball in general, what are some similarities? What are some differences? Take me through what it's like to play through all three leagues in one season. Yeah, well, you, you hit the nail on the head when it comes to, you know, growing from from double A AA to triple A. Our, our double A affiliate is pretty much in the middle of nowhere out in Tennessee. Uh, it's about 35 minutes outside of Knoxville. Um, and so, you know, you go from there and then you go into Des Moines, Iowa. Which, like you said, you know, it's a bigger city, a little bit more going on. Um, and then you head up to Chicago. Um, and so I think for the most part, you know, a lot of the a lot of the things stay the same is, is what's on the field. You know, your preparation, um, how you attack hitters, how you go about your business. Um, and then I think the biggest thing is just, you know, it seems like everything around the field just grows, you know, the stands, the number of people there and all that sort of stuff. Um, the stuff on the playing field for the most part, obviously the players get better as you go up, they get more experienced. Um, but you know, as far as, you know, my mentality, I just looked at it as like, it was the same game and, you know, everything around it just kind of got a little bit bigger, um, which was cool to watch, cool to be a part of. Um, but I just tried to keep it the same. No, I love love to love to hear that. It's quite the journey, man. It's really exciting to have seen you do that. But uh, it's cool you come in and you have one of the most chill, cool managers in the entire league, and David Ross. Uh, I'm just curious, you know, what is he like with the young guys, and and what is he like as a manager? I mean, he's got to be pretty cool to be with, right? Oh yeah, he's he's a lot of fun to play for, um, and you know, you just have the utmost respect for him because a guy who's accomplished, you know, so much in his career, played in about every big game. Um, you could really play in. Um, and so just to have a guy like that, that not only is, is your manager, but you can go and talk to and who understands, you know, who's been in your shoes, you know, not too long ago, as far as, you know, playing in these big games. Um, and for me as a pitcher, you know, I just love having, I love having a manager who's a catcher, you know, you just have that a little bit, you know, added more respect to there um, because you can talk about those kind of finer details. 
Um, and he's, he's awesome with the young guys, you know, and shows a lot of confidence in, in us coming in. You know, one of the first things he told me, you know, when I, when I got there was just, you know, just be yourself, right. You know, you're here for a reason. Um, we have a lot of confidence in you and just, just go out there and do what you do. Um, which was, which was awesome to hear. Uh, this guy's a legend. I mean, I, I think about what he's done and I'm like, okay, he's won the world series with multiple teams, but he was the young, cool kid in like the late, early or the late 2000s, early 2010s. By the time 2016 gets around, he's Grandpa Rossi. Then he goes on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, this guy's just an absolute <laughs> legend. Is, does he kind of have that, like, lure around him from the players? Because I know all the guys that were teammates with him are pretty much gone. I think Kyle's the only one left that was a teammate mm -hmm. with him on the Cubs. Like, does he kind of have that lure around him? Like, this guy was so big that he ended up on Dancing with the Stars, and he was awesome. Yeah, it's it, it's awesome to have have a guy like that around. You know, you you talk about doing everything. You know, I I honestly completely forgot about that until you just brought it up, um, which was awesome. Yeah, watching these are watching these are amazing. Um, <clears throat> but just being able to, you know, be around him, his personality is incredible. He loves you know being with the guys, loves talking shop, um, and so just to you know just to be able to talk to him and and be there every day is is a lot of fun. Absolutely. Now, you guys, they fell just short of the playoffs in 2023, the Chicago Cubs, and you were a part of it. And the, the team that took the final wildcard spot, the Arizona Diamondbacks, they are now in the World Series. They won the National League pennant. We talked on the show in the National League, get in, get in, get in. And you hear it all the time. There are like different cliches. Okay, we're motivated. We got stung this year and we're going to come back next year better than ever. Is that a real thing? Is there extra motivation coming into 2024 from a young guy like yourself along with some of the veterans on the team i mean there are world series champions on that roster swanson and bellinger you know these guys that know how to win it was a developmental year that turned into a playoff contending one and they fell just short now the team that got their spots in the world series got to be feeling good going into next year yeah i think you know at least from our point of view um going into it you know we we learned a lot down this stretch you know obviously it didn't end the way we wanted it to um, but I think this experience, you know, knowing what it's like to play meaningful games in September, knowing what it takes to kind of finish that off and make it in is something that, you know, we're all taking into the off season um, and knowing what we want to do next year, knowing that we want to still be playing in these meaningful games down the road and knowing that, you know, in our preparation for the season, you know, like we got to do this certain stuff. Um, and I think it just gives everybody on the team like a lot of confidence and, you know, like we, we can be that team. We, you know, we have what it takes to really – make a push and, you know, get into the playoffs and compete for a division title. And so, you know, we, I think we have high expectations going into next year. Yeah, I think everybody does. Chicago's definitely excited. Uh, but obviously Chicago has been a blaze talking about the team that you're wearing a hat for right now. Uh, Connor Bedard is kind of the hot topic in all of Chicago and the NHL. And you're a new hockey fan. Talk a little bit about how that happened and your excitement for the Blackhawks. Yeah, it, um, you know, it started up in, in Arkansas. You know, hockey's not really a, a huge sport down here. It never really gets, you know, cold enough to play. You know, there's not a lot of – it's not in high school. You know, I don't really think there's any colleges around your place. You don't really see it a whole lot unless you're watching, you know, NHL and ESPN. Um, and so being able to, you know, be in a city like Chicago that, you know, has a – as a major team, now I have, you know, some roots to plan. I got I, I got to pick, you know, I got to pick up the slack, got to get in the fandom. Plus, you know, I've caught enough grief for, you know, not joining the Bears bandwagon. I figured I got to give I got to give the fans something, you know, I got to I got to join in with them on something. Um, so just being able to, you know, watch one of the games and I think I watched their first game against Pittsburgh, um, the opener. We were we were sitting there watching the game and, you know, it was one of the 
one of the first couple games I've really sat down and like watched the entire thing of, and I was like, man, this, this sport is awesome. Um, you know, just being able to watch those guys out there, mad respect for them, um, you know, for being able to do all that on skates, uh, especially coming from a guy who hugs the rail at the skating rink as he walks around the outside because <laughs> he can't skate a lick. Um, and so just seeing them, you know, be able to do that sort of stuff is, is so impressive. It's always funny to me, like these premier athletes, I hear them talk about how like it would just be impossible for them to play in the NHL because of skating. Like, dude, you pitch in the MLB, but like it just goes to show that's so hard to skate. So I'm with you on that. It's crazy. It's crazy the stuff they're able to do on, you know, as thin as those blades are and as tough as it is to balance on them. You know, I mean, it's just I look at them. I'm like that. That just ends up one way. It ends up with me on the ground is how is how it ends up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I saw on Twitter, did the Blackhawks send you a package? You got a couple jerseys in the mail, a nice old Bedard yeah. jersey. Well, t- talk me through that. How'd that happen? Yeah, it was awesome. So we were um, we were in Kansas, um, and my mom came over and unpacked it. And she said, you know, because it was sitting on the porch, so I had to bring it inside. And so she unpacks it. She said, it's from the Blackhawks. And I said, nice. do not open it. <laughs> Stop touching my stuff. I said, I want to open it when I get home. And she started laughing. And so, um, you know, me and my wife got home and we opened it up and, you know, they sent a sweatshirt for her, um, a hat. Um, I got a, uh, you know, Bedard jersey, which I'm super excited about. Um, Also got a a custom Wix 36 jersey, which I'm super excited about. And so um, I haven't I haven't seen them play yet in person. I have yet to go to a a hockey game, but I'm planning on um, going to Nashville to try and see them when they come play the Preds, which is a little bit closer to me. and so we're hoping to make that trip and be able to see him. Very there good. Go. I was well, just that. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, if you ever get to catch a game in Chicago, Jordan, there's there's nothing like it. The anthem, the people getting all amped up. I've never seen an anthem like that anywhere else because they shout and cheer. Uh, it'll definitely give you goosebumps. So and it's louder on, again. Yeah. It's louder. I was just there two nights ago. It, it's louder again. It got it dulled down a little bit. They were bad enough to get Bedard. The anthem wasn't quite as loud during those days. It felt like a playoff game again. So you need to get up here and get through a game. I'm excited to hear about your first experience going to a hockey game, though. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna get up there and go to one. Um, just whenever we get whenever we get back to Chicago, you know, we're gonna we're gonna look up the schedule for sure. Very very good. Now you touched on you got grief for not being a Bears fan yet. First of all, what's the matter with you? And second <laughs> of all, do you have an NFL team? Like, what are you into in terms of other sports? Yeah, I am a uh, I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, you know, the Bear, the uh, Chicago fans were kind of giving it to me for not being a Bears fan. And, you know, I mean, as, as much as I would enjoy having the number one overall pick, you know, it seems like every <laughs> other year. Um, I think I think I'm all right. I'd much rather lose in the first round of the playoffs every year, um, you know, so like we seem to. But, you know, it is what it is. I get enough grief for being a Cowboys fan. That's for sure. Oh, I'm sure they're either loved or hated. Oh, yeah. Joe, what's what's your outlook the rest of the season for the Cowboys? I just gotta get your take on that. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I think I think we're gonna come in second in the division. I think the Eagles are gonna win it. We'll we'll be good enough to make the playoffs. Um, we'll match up with somebody in the first round, and then um, unfortunately, I do see an early exit again. Um, one of the biggest losses for us was Trayvon Diggs. We lost one of our best corners. Um, that was a huge blow. Um, we got a couple of young guys stepping up on defense, which is which is really good. Um, it's a different thing as a Cowboys fan, though, you know, now, because normally in the past it was, oh, we can score with the best of them. We just cannot stop anyone. 
And now it's yeah. flipped. We actually have a defense, which is something new. Normally, when the defense is out there, I wouldn't <laughs> watch the games. But, you know, now it's exciting. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we'll definitely make the playoffs. Um, I actually have tickets for uh, Cowboys-Eagles Sunday night football in Dallas Ooh, nice. this year. So nice. we're going down. My, my dad's never been to a game. He's a big Cowboys fan. So that's going to be his first game is Sunday night football down there. So we're excited. Going to Jerry's world, man. That sounds like fun. Uh, outside of baseball, awesome. though, curious. Do, do, you, do you play any other sports for fun outside of baseball? Um, I golf a decent amount. Okay. Um, you know, whenever I can with my friends. Um, you know, I'll go – a lot of times we, we play a lot of poker um, just with my buddies and stuff. Like, we'll come over, and a lot of times we'll do it, like, Thursday nights, watch whatever the Thursday night game is, um, play some. And so it's, it's a lot of fun because you get to see a lot of your buddies that you don't get to see a whole lot um and, yeah. and you know hang out with them and, and also watch the game so it's it's a lot of fun now when you're growing up you grew up in arkansas yep when you're, grow, when you're growing up in arkansas and so i went to a razorback game handful of years ago now you realize like that's that's the culture in arkansas oh, yeah. like the razorbacks they don't have a, a pro nfl team a pro mlb team anything like that hockey is i think the razorbacks they have a d3 program and their jerseys are sick but we need to get hockey grown in arkansas too but that's a story for a different day what team do you have a bunch of random friends that are fans of this team or fans of that team i would assume the atlanta sports teams have a heavy praise but you're a cowboys fan how does that work growing up yeah, we it's it's definitely an interesting mix. You get you get pulls from all over the place. So like you know, right now it's a lot of Chiefs fans um, with how good they are. A lot of Cowboys fans. Um, the Card Cardinals have a lot of fans here. You know, we'll pull some of the Rangers, a few Royals, um, a lot of Braves fans in this area. So we kind of get like we're basically on the line of like a lot of places. So we get a, we get a big mix of of fans here. Um, you know, there's, there's actually quite a heavy, um, Chicago Cubs fandom down here. Of course, I feel like oh. that's, I feel like that's everywhere. Um, that was one of the first things I noticed playing in the minors and, and playing on the road, um, you know, in the bigs, even this year is like when, when you go on the road or you travel, like there's a ton of Cubs fans everywhere. Um, it is, it is impressive. That makes sense. They travel. They truly travel well. That's for sure. Probably one of the best travel teams in the whole MLB. So that's mm-hmm. got to be cool to be playing for them. So, uh, but speaking of Chicago, just gotta ask, what kind of Chicago food have you tried, and what is your favorite so far? Um. So we've hit. We of course hit Giordano's. Giordano's was one of the first um, first things we we hit. Um, I've been to Portillo's. We I played summer ball in Rockford, um, right down, you know, oh, with, nice. the, with the rivets in the Northwoods. And so we went to Portillo's quite a bit over there. Um we've hit we're missing one of the RPMs. So we've been to seafood and we've been to RPM Italia. We really like those spots. We gotta we gotta get to the steakhouse. Um, but we we actually got to live, you know, during the season right down, you know, kind of in the River North area down there by the river. And so there's, you know, there's a ton of cool spots down there to go. Oh, eat. yeah. Um, me, me and my wife talk about all the time. Just like if you if you had to eat at a different spot every day in Chicago, you would never you'd like never eat at a bad place. I feel like ever <laughs> like you could eat at a different place for months and just never repeat anything and never, never had a bad never have a bad meal. Yeah, I can. True, I can agree <laughs> with that more. And Joe and I go down a rabbit hole every time we have like a professional athlete or a notable guest on our show. We talk to them about food like for at least fifteen minutes. So I'm going to ask you what, one last meal of all the great places you've probably had throughout playing in the minors and up in MLB. You get one last meal. What are you choosing? What sticks out? 
don't even know if I'd be. I didn't even Man, think of this for awful. myself. What would my own answer be? I'm asking Jordan Wicks. <laughs> we went to um, – I'd say some – I'll give some pretty good ones. We went to – so we, we just got back from the Bahamas. We went to the Bahamas for the off-season. Oh, they had, a, they nice. had a place down there in Atlantis called uh, Paranza. It was a, uh, you know, Italian Italian place down there um, with fresh seafood, and that place was unbelievable. Um, there's a place in Dallas called Perry's Steakhouse that we try to go to once a year. Um, that's a, It's an unbelievable spot down there. Um, and so we, you know, we – we we try to hit them all. They're you know we we are not we are not afraid to try new places and 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 try places that have good reputations. Love that. There's a little peek at it for those of you mm-hmm. that want to see. Yeah, yeah, that sure. place is awesome. That place does. I will say though, in in spring training, we are big uh, big Mastros Arizona fans. Okay, There's a place out there called Mastros, and if you guys ever go out yeah. for like a spring training, um. Mastro's Ocean Club has a uh, world famous butter cake. Is there like dessert? Ooh. The best right. dessert you'll ever have in your life. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. That sounds two delightful. The, two it of the is. best things, butter and cake. I mean, how could you mess yeah. that up, right? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> is is that a thing during spring training, Jordan? Like when you're playing in Cactus League ball and you got games every single day and you're really trying to like crack a squad or whether even the guys who probably are locked into playing for the MLB squad, is that like a thing to like go out, try different food, enjoy your time, enjoy yourself, maybe get after it a little bit while you're out there in spring training, or is it pretty locked and focused? Um, for me in the, in the past, it's been pretty locked in focused. Um, you know, I haven't, I haven't spent a whole lot of time out, you know, but granted I'm on a, I've been on a different schedule. So I, this will be my first year in a, uh, big league spring training. Um, I've been in minor league spring training each of the first two years. Um, so I am excited to, you know, kind of see see what this side is like, see, you know, how different it is. But me, me and my wife definitely like to go out. And, you know, a lot of times we'll have friends come out that want to see spring training or family and stuff like that. And so a lot of times we'll take them out to dinner and, you know, some of the places that we really enjoy. Um, and just try to make it as fun as we can because, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely beautiful during spring training at Arizona. I mean, it just doesn't – it doesn't get any better than that. Absolutely. Perfect weather for sure. And you, uh, you mentioned playing cards a little earlier in the show. I'm curious, do you play with cards with anybody on the team, on the Cubs? Is there anyone that's like a really good poker player or card player? Because we've gotten some card stories in the past. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, we there's there's some poker going on, um, you know, a decent amount um, from what I've seen. You know, granted, I was only up there for a month. Um, sure, you know, sure. I know we've a couple times, you know, we've tried to go and, you know, I, I've gone and played in, you know, a casino whenever – I can because I just like the competitive nature of it, um, and it's something to do to kill time. Um, I haven't really played a whole lot with any of the guys on the team, so okay. you know I'm hopefully you know maybe this year we'll we'll, we'll start getting into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it's definitely interesting to you know hear some stories from them. Very interesting. I like hearing those. It seems like guys they got to find ways to pass time. Now you mentioned that you were only at minor league spring training so far in your career. And this is going to be your first big league spring training that you're planning to attend once the winter is all over and done with to get to spring. Um, so be, being in minor league camp early this season was making it to up to the MLB this year. Was that even like a thought or like a possibility or is it kind of like, wow, I pitched well and I earned this call up. Wasn't really expecting it six months ago type of deal. Yeah, I, um, you know, I always had the belief in myself that I could do it, but it was one of those things where like, I didn't want to, you know, bank on it happening. And so all I was going to try and do, honestly, my goal was, 
for this year was, you know, obviously to try and make it up, but if not, put myself in a good position to, you know, make the team early next year. Um, and, you know, and the biggest the biggest thing is just, you know, it's it's all about timing. Um, you know, it's all about when they when they need pitching, you know, when you're pitching well and stuff like that. And so, you know, it lined up. Um, we were making a push. And so, you know, we everything just just seemed to fall into place. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> uh, we've had uh, some previous athletes on the show that have also in their spare time are avid video gamers. So I'm just mm -hmm. curious if you're a gamer and if you are, what's your game of choice? Yeah, I am. I, I play quite a bit. Um, you know, for me, it's either um, it, it kind of comes and goes. You know, you kind of play something sure. for a while, play it really, really heavy, get tired of it. Then you switch over. So like whenever it will be the show comes out, I'm a big it will be the show. Play a lot of Diamond Dynasty um, online, nice. um, and then but right now I'm big in you know Madden and FIFA just because um, you know those are the two that are that are out right now. And and I play I play a lot of FIFA pretty much online. Um, that's probably the one that I would say I'm the best at comparatively. Um, it will be the show is probably first. FIFA is probably second. Um, Madden little rough sometimes but you know it's 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 a lot of fun to play so do you have a premier league team that you cheer for yeah i'm a i'm a big manchester united fan so i, I watch a lot of premier league soccer on the on the weekends and so i i get up and watch those i've been trying so hard to get into it i want to get into it i like soccer and it, it's it's kind of like the weekend thing like i gotta get mm -hmm. up and pick a team and because i don't have any local ties right i'm from chicago yeah. illinois i'm just gonna pick a team but the team i pick will probably end up stinking because that's how it goes for me but you know it's <laughs> gonna be fun um so yeah i'm curious though are there anybody else on the cubs that's like a gamer that's like they give you crap or maybe they think you're a weirdo for playing like is that kind of like a discussion amongst teammates and whatnot yeah we've got we've got quite a few guys um that a lot of them you know a lot of them are big modern warfare players um okay. you know they'll play modern warfare together um i'm about the world's worst first person shooter video game player um you know <laughs> I've, I've tried to play with the guys um and you know it never really goes well for me i'm usually the sacrifice of the team so if guys want to know you know how many guys are in a building they'll just send me in first and you know i usually end up dying but i'll figure out you know what's going on might hit them once or twice but that's that's usually as, as far as it gets. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally understand that. Joe, you got something for Jordan? No, I, I was just gonna I was just gonna say with, with the with the soccer. I, I was this close to buying tickets to go see Messi when he came when, when they came to Chicago and he didn't even play. Mm -hmm. So that worked out. I didn't get tickets. Imagine yeah, that's, buying those tickets. The ticket prices have been for those have been unbelievable. Um but I mean you can it's crazy because you can see just how you know just how good the soccer is over in Europe when you have a guy like Messi who's probably on the you know the downslope of his career and he and he comes over here and just absolutely dominates. Yeah, um, it's it's unbelievable to watch. He's you know I don't I don't think we'll see a player like him for for a very long time. Yeah, it's gonna be a while, and it's interesting because it is true. It's like when you watch major league baseball, like, you know, you're going to see Otani in your town at one time or another, you're going to see Aaron mm -hmm. judge or whoever it is that you're looking for with Messi. It's like, we're over here in the States. You'd have to travel to Europe to see him play a lot of the time or wherever he was playing. So it was cool to see him. Um, what, going back to the 2021 MLB draft, it was interesting in town for like diehard baseball fans because they had back to back picks, the Cubs and the White Sox. And obviously mm -hmm. the Cubs took you. And then right after the White Sox took Jordan Montgomery, did you guys get a chance to meet and have some 
banter over the fact that you guys were the two Chicago picks and like, hey, at least we get to go to Chicago one day. Some of these other guys are going to Kansas City or whatever. And I like Kansas City, <laughs> but like, you know, the Royals, they haven't been all that good for a long time. So like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like the White Sox and Cubs are these premier winners, but they're going to be soon, hopefully. So yeah. well, what's your thought on that? Yeah, we we definitely kind of joked around because it was it was fun just because we were both there in person. Uh, me and Colson were you know we're talking, we were chatting it up. I think you know we joked around. We were like, hey, you know, let's split an apartment in Chicago whenever we get there. You know, might as well. And so we were just laughing about that. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting them having back to back picks. Just thinking, you know, you know, could go to Chicago one way or could go to Chicago the other way. You know, you never really. Never really know which way it's headed, but you know, I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun. We we talked about how excited we were to to get up there and, and how cool the city it is. Very good. Very cool. Chicago's the best. We can state from experience and I'm sure you can as well. Oh, but yeah. uh obviously you're going into your off season program now. Just curious, Jordan, before we close you out of here, what are you kind of focusing on in the off season? Do you have a pitch that you're focusing on? Is there a specific aspect of your game that you're that you're working on this off season? Yeah, I think for me, it's, um, you know, we're trying to build a little bit of velo. Um, <clears throat> and so we're trying to get that up a little bit. And so, you know, it's a little bit more explosive stuff with lifting. So, you know, moving weight quicker, um, a lot of med ball type stuff. Um, and right now, it's, we're just building it up because obviously it's early. But for the most part right now, it's just, you know, early morning lifts, getting, you know, that base built up for when we start building up for a season, you know, we'll be in the right shape and we'll be able to start doing the right kind of things um and so yeah that's that's kind of the focus of the off season we're going to start start throwing up again here um you know probably in the next week or so and then you know i'm i'm excited for that cuz right now i feel like i'm i'm not doing anything and i feel like it's one of those feelings whenever you're like <clears throat> you know outside of what you normally do you feel like there's something you should be doing and you're not and you got to remind yourself that you know it's all right we got a little bit of a break so yeah absolutely that, and jordan man. We can't thank you enough for coming on our show. It's been a lot. Very interesting hearing about your story a little bit, coming up to the MLB and becoming a sports fan of other sports along the way. We think that's so cool, and we love hearing like the human side of it. We see you pitch all the time. I've watched you pitch pretty much every time you played for the Cubs this season, and it was just really, really cool. And we're wishing you the best going into spring training and the offseason, and we want to see you on the opening day roster. We absolutely can't wait to see you at Wrigley this year. And is there anything you want to say or promote or shout out before we let you go? No, I think I'm good. Just, you know, go Hawks like everybody knows. <laughs> Absolutely. Go Hawks. Hopefully Connor Bedard brings one home. Hopefully, you know, I when the Hawks were in the Stanley Cup final in 2015, Rizzo and Bryant and all them, they had a game rained out. Uh, it was a playoff game against, uh, I forget who it was, or it was a regular season game and the Hawks were in the playoffs and they rolled mm-hmm. over. Once Once the game was rained out, they rolled over to the United Center to check it out. Everyone thought that was awesome. So you'll be in that next generation of people rolling over to the UC after, after a Cubs rain out. Man, I'm hoping. I'd I'd love to see a playoff game in there. I feel like that'd be unbelievable. Absolutely. And Jordan, we can't thank you enough for your time. Thank you very much again, and good luck this season. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for having me. Absolutely. That's Jordan Wicks. Thank you. That's Jordan Wicks of the Chicago Cubs. Joseph, what did you think of the Jordan Wicks interview that we just had? Oh, man. Awesome. I mean, it's it's so awesome when you get to bring on athletes and you get to talk to them and see everything it is – the person behind the figure you see them perform on the field you see them throwing their pitches but man it it certainly hits home when you connect with someone that's cool and down to earth and is willing to talk to us i mean jordan gave us over a half hour of his time and we we are very thankful for that absolutely i mean 
he's a world-class baseball player, top prospect. The Cubs drafted him in the first round for a reason. Oh, yeah, he likes pizza and video games just as much as we do. Like, it's something that's always really, really cool to me that I enjoy getting that aspect. You know, we're not coming in here talking about, like, you know, we ask him a few baseball questions here and there. But I like hearing his story, what he likes to do, what he likes to do away. Hey, well, what's David Ross like? Like To me, that was just so cool, and I enjoyed every second of it. Me too, man. Uh, anytime we get a chance to interview major league talent, even even up-and-coming talent, uh, is, is an honor. And uh, we've done it a few times together, Vin, so I, I, I look forward to more. Absolutely. We're going to have plenty more. Do you think he low-key knows we're diehard White Sox fans? Well, besides the fact that we told him, yeah, he probably saw the background. Well, I, I'm luckily I'm covering that. Oh yeah. Head, so. <laughs> did did we mention it to him? Did we yeah. tell him we, we did? Okay. It yeah, gets we did. A little, gets a little blurry when I'm sitting there, like thinking I don't want to fumble my next words. Don't want to fumble my next words. I only did it once when I was asking him about teammates being gamers and giving each other crap. I was like, how do I word this properly? And then it came out like a moron. But well, considering the whole last half of the uh, the interview, we pretty much just came up with questions on the spot we uh we did a pretty good job <laughs> oh yeah everything after the food that he's tried in chicago was um basically off the cub cuff i re- i said off the cub off the cuff because people are saying go cubbies thank you for listening and for those of you that missed the interview it'll be it'll be live here on youtube and wherever podcasts can be found here in just a little bit awesome 30 minutes from jordan wicks uh i feel like I feel like I've been enlightened and I'm definitely a fan of his now, Vin. Absolutely. When he's pitching for the Cubs, it's going to be hard to like, be like, Oh, I'm not a Cubs fan. Right. Like we interviewed him. He was sick. And now we're going to have to root for Jordan Wicks for the rest of his career. I mean, he's so intense every time you see him pitch. I mean, just, I mean, look at his face. (laughs) Yeah. That's not what he looked like on the podcast. He's, he's locked in right there. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, he, he was definitely, you know, awesome and, and upfront. I think he's, no, he's you could tell he's definitely hitting it, man. He's he's gonna be pumped and ready to rock for spring training. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, he definitely has like a personal side to him and he let it fly a little bit. But he you could tell he's one of those like locked in. He's a Gen Z baseball player for sure. He's not a freaking millennial who those guys were out drinking and partying in between every spring training game. These guys today are locked in. Like oh, they're basically oh. robots. I mean, from talking about spring training and like the restaurants he goes to, they're all like legit spots. There was no like dives in there. I mean, yeah. Portillo's. I mean, but that's a Chicago staple. Yeah. I I didn't have it in my soul to tell him it was Portillo's and not Portillo's. (laughs) Hey, maybe that's how they pronounce things down in Arkansas. I'll tell you what, Arkansas is a wild place. We went to a Buffalo wild wings, B-dubs in Arkansas and we were wearing our NIU gear, and that's who the Razorbacks were playing that weekend. The entire Buffalo Wild Wings zoned in on us and cheered their fight song at us. I'm like, that would never happen in an Illinois B-dubs. That would just never happen. If a Green what? Bay Packers fan walked into a B-dubs close proximity to Soldier Field, we people would just look at them like, ugh. Uh, you know, they wouldn't chant. It's just a different sports culture down there. And I love the South for that reason. Razorbacks is it's the religion down there, man. It really is. And Joe, we have a world series to talk about. We'll just preview it for a couple minutes here next week on the show. We will absolutely dive way deeper into it because there will be games to talk about, but Starting on Friday night, the Texas Rangers are going to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. 
neither of us listed either of these two teams to make it. A team that you had representing the National League lost in the NLCS, and the team that I had representing the American League um, lost in the ALCS. Exactly. So we both came pretty close to nailing half of it. Um, it looked like for a minute it was going to be a 2022 World Series rematch between the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies, but they both lost two straight to end the series, and the World Series now is what it is. What are your initial thoughts to what it is going to be? I mean, my initial thought when I saw everything happen was, man, I didn't have that on my bingo card. Uh, the Diamondbacks, I mean, it's it's great for us because we, we acquired uh, in the front office – the White Sox have a guy that scouted a lot of these guys. So that's exciting for us. But on the other hand, you know, this Diamondbacks team, Vin, it, it's really probably sacrilege for me to say this, but it reminds me of the 2005 White Sox, the run that they're having. Obviously, not the whole undefeated postseason thing, you know, only losing whatever the one game. Or did they go undefeated? They lost one game, right? It was just one game. Right. Yeah, eleven and one. Okay. 11 and one. Yeah, but obviously not in that respect. But in like in terms of like the grittiness of the play, the way they're getting it done, they find a way to win. It reminds me of the 05 White Sox. So they're gonna be like, I'm low key gonna be rooting for them. And then the the Rangers just proved to me that they just happen to have the heart and they can get it done. Adolis Garcia is a monster. The dude just is continuing to rake. He's looking like an MVP candidate heading into next year. Um, uh, Vin, I'm excited to see a series that I really have no idea what's going to happen in. Because like, if it was the two teams we talked about, I probably would have probably would have picked the Astros just because of the experience. But like, I literally have no idea who's going to win this series. And I'm excited for that because that's exactly what baseball needs. Yes, absolutely. It's like two years ago or last year, or if, excuse me, even this year, if the Rangers played the Astros, you know Altuve is going to hit dingers. You know there's a three-run bomb coming from Altuve at least once every two games. Bregman's going to rake. This guy's going to rake. Moving over to Philly, you know Schwarbo's going to hit a home run. You know Bryce Harper's going to be a beast. Castellanos was a little cold at the end of the NLCS, but you figured he'd get hot at some point. Trey Turner's one of the best players in baseball. Nola and Wheeler are a one-two punch that everybody knows. Then you start thinking about Arizona and you're like, or Texas even. And you're like, wow, these two teams haven't been in the World Series in a long time. Now, Texas did it a little more of the, you know, typical way of making it to the World Series where like they put together a young core and then they started buying free agents to surround it. I kind of wish our favorite team would do that. They, Our favorite team did the first part, but they didn't do the second part and it all fell apart. And you wonder why. Well, now you see why Texas spent $300 million on Seeger and $300 million on Semyon and they got John Gray. Like they spent a billion dollars on free agents in two off seasons. And it's like, okay, well this is what it lands you. And then you got a team like the Dimebacks. I like the comparison. Now the White Sox were probably a little bit better in the regular season they than, were, the, than yeah. the Diamondbacks were this year. The Diamondbacks squeaked into the playoffs, but the run in the playoffs where they're a dog in every series that they play. We thought, I thought the Brewers were going to smoke them and up. Uh, I actually thought the Cubs were going to get that last wild card spot, and this could be them right now. But the D-backs, they beat the Brew Crew. Then they beat the Dodgers. Then they beat the Phillies. They're underdogs in all these series. And I'll tell you what, there is a little bit of 05 Sox magic. I don't know if you saw, I posted an article about the story on Southside Showdown not long before we went live. Alec Thomas is from Naperville, Illinois. 
oh, his yeah. <laughs> family is a huge White Sox fan family. Mr. Alan Thomas, Alex's father, wears his White Sox World Series ring replica to every single game Alec plays and calls it his good luck charm. And now his son is four wins away from having a ring of his own that is far from a replica. Pretty cool. That's cool. And uh, former White Sox backup catcher, Sebi Savala, headed to the World Series. Yep, yep. He wasn't on the NLCS roster. I wonder if he'll be on the World Series roster, though. It's possible. He might might very possible. And then you got Marcus Semien and Dane Dunning, who are former White Sox that are in the World Series. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any former Cubs on either team. I'm sure there are. Um, But it's going to be an outstanding series. I'm very much looking forward to it. It's a fresh World Series champion for my baseball watching eyes. I'm sure you feel the same. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the Rangers looking for their first ever World Series title. They and lost back-to-back World Series, didn't they? Did they lose it yeah, in the Josh Hamilton years, right? Yeah, they lost it in 11 and 12, right? Yep, and then the D-backs only had the one in 2001. Uh, that was right after 9-11, I believe. Luis Gonzalez sealed it. I remember I remember watching that. And thinking, wow! I'm like, I don't, I don't know if the dive. I never thought the Diamondbacks would ever win anything back then, and they haven't since. So, uh, either way, we're getting some new blood, and it's uh, exciting to see someone new win it. We got rid of the old, <laughs> we got rid of the normal folks that are there. And I tell you, I, I said it a little while ago. It's best, the best thing for baseball, man. And I agree. maybe Evan Longoria can finally get a ring. Somebody named Evan will be winning the World Series. That's a tweet from Jay Kuda. There's an Evan on both teams. So congrats to all the Evans in the world. You guys are getting yourself a World Series ring. Um, I'm excited, too, because during this last baseball season, it kind of hit me. Like, there's really kind of no point to have. Like, and this is going to sound crazy because I'm never going to stop loving the White Sox. It's in my heart and soul. But there, in a way, is no point to having one favorite team in baseball if that team doesn't have an owner that cares about winning because of the markets and all that. Like it's almost like there are seven or eight teams that it's really only fun to be a fan of on a regular basis. And then the world series between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona diamondbacks happens and you start to kind of rethink things a little bit, but like, what's the point of being an ace? fan? What's the point of being a white Sox fan? You ain't getting anything. They're they're, they're not actively trying to win. Like they haven't been for a long time. The Rick Hahn tried. I do think Rick Hahn tried. He's just dumb. You could be mm-hmm. dumb and still try. Jerry Reinsdorf is not dumb. He doesn't try. I think if Rick Hahn had the financial might of Texas, they might have pulled something off here. They probably would have surrounded Luis Robert Jr. and Yoan Moncada and Lucas Giolito and Dylan Cease with a Manny Machado or a Bryce Harper or someone crazy. You know, whoever comes, maybe Marcus Semien or Seager or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I do think Rick Hahn was a dummy in the end, but at the beginning, he put he did the first part right. And man, it's it's just crazy that these two teams are now in the World Series, looking to add a ring. So very interesting stuff. Um, you're rooting for the Diamondbacks. I'm taking it. <clears throat> I mean, I don't really care either way, but the, I, I like the Diamondbacks. I like the underdogs. So give me the D-backs. For sure. You are going to watch the World Series, though, I assume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to like go out of my way to make sure I'm tuned in, but I'll, I'll be watching, you know, game for sure, game three, game four, Hell yeah. game seven. That's kind of <laughs> how I feel, too. 
I'm like, I'll be watching it. I'll be tuned in. I'll, I'll be caring about, I'll know it's on. I'll know what's, you know, there's other sports going on too right now that are very important. Like obviously the NHL is kicking off and the NFL is really starting to get into the, the crazy weeks as the trade deadline approaches. I don't even know when the trade deadline is exactly. It's coming up though. And I think it's probably going to be one of the more active NFL trade deadlines. So, yeah, we got a lot of sports to talk about, Joe. It's just been a great time in the sports land. And where better in the world to hear people break it down than the Barroom Network? Yeah, your finger's closer than mine, but it's top, top left, top right, depending on how you look at the screen. <laughs> and speaking of the Barroom Network, Vin, there's so much stuff going on this week. Of course, you had Bar Down talking hockey yesterday. Uh, today, of course, Crosstown Crosstalk. Jordan Wicks was our guest. We can't thank him enough. Tonight on the Barroom Network, it's a busy day on the Barroom Network. 7 p.m. Central, somebody big just died with Mike North and myself talking Richard Roundtree, Shaft. Uh, that'll be 7 o'clock. Uh, lost another celebrity this week. And then 8 p.m. Central, uh, shortly after, Dan and Aldo bear their souls. Uh, it's wait. They went earlier this week, didn't they? I, I don't yeah, know. I think today. it was Tuesday. I it usually is Tuesday. I thought today was Tuesday. Today's Thursday. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, the barroom, of course. You got sports betting tips coming up tomorrow. You got Bear football coming up this weekend, halftime and post game. You had Buffon fifty five on last night. Fantasy football goon coming up on Sunday morning, as well as the Barfly tailgate show. Uh, I got to meet up with a bunch of those tailgate guys and Vinny and Aldo this weekend at his house for the barroom get-together. It was awesome. Cannot thank Aldo enough. Mash that subscribe button, people. Uh, you'll get notified when we go live on the Barroom Network. Uh, and also you'll know if, if you subscribe to podcasts, they'll automatically show up in your podcast folder, whatever you use. Um, Notorious in the chat says, Secret Bajant Man. Yes, they'll be talking about that this weekend. Uh Obviously, the probably fields is still out, but then what's that reaction, Vin? I gotta ask. Uh, they're anointing him the starter. Some people like he threw the ball twenty nine times, completed it twenty one times. That's a nice percentage for a total of one hundred and sixty something yards. That's not a lot. He's not a good. He's not the guy. Stop. He's not the guy. Vin, I, I, I think the sample size isn't big enough. I think it's hard to tell, but regardless. I think it's Justin Fields' team when he comes back. Yes. We need to see more from Bajant if he's going to be the starter. Uh, obviously, they have to open up the game plan more. If he starts this week, I'd be curious to see how he does. It sounds like he's going to start. I don't think Fields is ready from that dislocated thumb just yet, but we'll see more as we go on through the week. Who knew? We, we got a little football talking too, Vin. Uh, I, I took over promoting the ballroom, so feel free to feel free to jump in. <laughs> no, it's totally cool. I don't mind at all. I like talking all these other sports. Like they're talking about trading for Chase Young, which I'm cool with because you could tag him, and that could be a future move just as much as it is a current move. I don't think the Bears are pushing for a playoff spot, although it's not like out of the question. I just I I don't like the idea of it because it first of all it's not worth it to get smoked by one of Philly or San Francisco in the first round like the Vikings getting in makes a lot more sense Kirk Cousins can like win a game I do believe that against a good team Tyson Bajan, he he's Tyson Bajan for a reason he's a good backup a good backup could come in give you a chance to win a game if your starter gets hurt or start a game while your starters hurt and possibly dink and dunk and win a game against a bad team like the Raiders. Like, it, through all this praise, though, he's 
he's just not it for me. And yes, I'm judging a rookie on his first start because of his yards, because of the pedigree. You have to go get a quarterback in the draft regardless. I'm not out on Bajan as a long-term backup plan on this team or anything like that. Like I'm not out on Bajan. I just don't think praising a guy like that for his one good game against the Raiders when Brian Hoyer was the quarterback on the other team. He hasn't won since playing for the Bears, and that's not Bajan's fault. He came in and did what he needed to do. I'm not poo-pooing on Bajan. I'm poo-pooing thinking that he's the starter for the Chicago Bears. I I think we're both just saying we we need a bigger sample size. I'm a little different than Vinny that I think, you know, if Fields – is down and out and he's out for like four or five games and Bajan starts tearing it up, then maybe he is the guy, but I'm not ready to say right now, based off of that performance, other teams destroy the Raiders, right? I mean, they ran against the Raiders, which is fine, but I don't know how they have three wins. I don't know how they have three wins either. The bears are a horrendous football team. I'm talking Uh, the Raiders. Oh yeah. Actually the bears don't even have three wins. What do they have two? Okay. Yeah, so nonetheless, both of those teams are horrendous. Um, I would love to see them actually move Devontae Adams. What a waste of him rotting away on that terrible team, but that's a whole other thing. They might trade everybody. I'm interested to see how the trade deadline plays out, Vinny. That's coming up here in a couple weeks, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't know the exact date, but it is coming soon. I think it'll be more active than it usually is. The NFL trade deadline is the worst of all the trade deadlines usually, but it might be amongst the best this year. Uh, It is on Halloween at 4 p.m. There you go. There you go, of course. VP can't enjoy his Halloween. It's spooky. Yeah, he's got to do the trade deadline. So we'll see. Garoppolo playing this week. Yeah, I. that's good. Garoppolo wins football games. Garoppolo went to a Power 5 school and learned under Tom Brady and all that stuff that Tyson Bajan didn't do. I really, I'm just, and it might be the Bears. It might be the Bears for me. But, like, I just, I, I'm stunned he won the game. I'm happy for him and his family and all that. And I can't wait to see what he does this week. I just got a feeling we got a rude awakening with Khalil Mack on the other side of the defensive line coming for him this week. And just, and he's not, when he turns over the ball or they punt and go three and out, instead of Brian Hoyer coming on the field, oh, here comes Justin Herbert and his group of men to come out and score some points on the Bears' defense. I, I just I, And it's on prime time. Everyone in the country is going to be watching at 7 o'clock on Sunday night. I just I have a feeling we're all in for a rude awakening this weekend on Sunday Night Football. I'm stunned they didn't flex it out, but I don't think they can until week 11. Yeah. it's uh, We have to sit there and take it, Finn. That's all. That's all we can do. Notorious yeah. says Chargers defense is the softest against quarterbacks. Yes, but also Khalil Mack has also had some games. What do you have a game where he had five sacks? I think he had six. Five or six sacks. I'm not so. praising the Chargers defense. I'm praising the look of death that's going to be at Bajan's eye when Khalil Mack is blowing up Lucas Patrick or Nate Diaz or whatever bad offensive lineman that's going to be trying yeah. to block him this weekend. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're gonna both teams are gonna score points in this game. So yeah. Uh, if if our man Tooch was here, he'd probably tell you to bet the over. I think so. Whatever it is. I think so. But <laughs> nonetheless, fun weekend of sports coming up here, Vin. Absolutely. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I, I I just I don't see it the same way with Bajan. I I don't quick decision making and fast reliefs. Like not not really. I just I don't I think part of what got him undrafted is the lack of arm strength. 
And well, he could we prove us all. Hopefully, he proves us wrong this weekend, Ben. That's what I got to say. I yeah. hope we're wrong. I, I sound like I'm rooting against him. I'm not. Prove me wrong. That's, I'll leave it at that. Prove me wrong, Bajan. Go yeah, prove me wrong. Where, that's where we fall. I, believe me, we all want Tyson Bajan to throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns. So go if do you it. put on that blue and orange jersey, I want you to be the best freaking player at your position in the NFL. Uh, trust me on that. Trust me on that. I just I don't see it so often, so I get angry, and I they they don't get the benefit of the doubt from me at all. Well, you could say yeah. that comes from hate. It actually comes from love. I want them to be better. That's right. And and speaking of love, we we love and thank our guest today, Jordan Wicks from the Chicago Cubs. Just a dynamite pitcher, dynamite person. Great interview. If you missed it, go back and check it out. It'll be live on YouTube and podcast form very soon. Vin, that's that was a fun interview, man. It sure was. I loved every second of it. I'm big Jordan Wicks fan. Um, I'll get his college jersey and wear it to a Cubs game next year. There you go. I like that. I had some college highlights up in the middle of that interview. That was pretty sick. Absolutely. I love hearing athletes praise college sports. College football and college basketball are so prevalent because they're so popular and big TV deals and all that. But college hockey and college baseball are so sweet, and I'm so into both of them. And, yeah, really cool to help bring that to light. And thank you to Jordan Wicks. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Um, Thank you to all the people who end up listening on Spotify and YouTube and all that. And, Joe, most importantly, thank you to you for being such a great host and producer of this show. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on for this, man. It was an honor, and it was a heck of a whole lot of fun. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. I really much enjoyed it. I hope everybody enjoys the weekend watching the Chicago Bears in the NFL. Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks, big, big weekend coming up for them, too, as well. Chicago Bulls just started. Got all the coverage here at the Barroom Network. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you follow us all on Twitter. You can find our handles right below. And as always, thank you to Jordan Wicks. Thank you to Joe Mandel. Thank you to everybody listening. As always, thank you for listening. Another happy landing. (laughs) 